This is the Relic Radio Show, old-time radio entertainment still standing the test of time from RelicRadio.com. On this week's Relic Radio Show, our hour of radio drama begins with the Columbia Workshop. We'll hear Wings for an Eagle, their episode from February 23, 1941. After that, it's Big Town and Blind Justice. That story aired September 14th, 1948. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Columbia Workshop. Today, the workshop is presenting a crime drama written by a poet. The name of the play is Wings for an Eagle, and the author is A.M. Sullivan, president of the Poetry Society of America. However, the play is a fanciful melodrama and not a poem. Wings for an Eagle by A.M. Sullivan, starring Donald Cook as Baldy. This is the story of Baldy Frome, a highly successful safebreaker. He was known as the Eagle because he never committed a robbery without leaving a deliberate signature. The rough outline of a bird's head, sometimes fingered in dust, sometimes smeared in ink on a glass-top desk or window. He was proud of the symbol and tried to live up to it. Waiting to scratch it on a memo pad actually resulted in his capture eight years ago. But eight years in prison haven't broken his spirit nor melted his ego. He's morose, resentful, and hates all the guards and prisoners alike, all excepting Healy, the head guard, who's been more than kind to Baldy's wife. It's visitor's day at the prison, and Baldy is leaning against his cell door, talking to his wife, Hannah, who stands in the corner. You always loved anything with wings, didn't you, Baldy? Wings, yes. Remember the eagle that swept out of the, you know, the top of that tall elm and killed your prize pigeon? He got caught in the wire mesh. I threw a blanket over him. But you couldn't tame him. He was an eagle, bald-headed and hooked nose. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't say it. Not like you, Gold. Why not? <laughs> they didn't call me eagle for nothing. Didn't I live on a soft bird's of business? On easy picking? Oh, don't talk about it. Wasn't I the eagle that got caught in the mess? <laughs> no, please. Well, I was the eagle who pretended he was a nice, regular homing pigeon for you. But I was caught. Stop it, Baldy. I'm going now. Wait, sweetheart. There's one more thing. Eagle's got a gold egg hidden up in a rock. That's for you and me. Well, you never told me. Guards coming. Yeah, which one? Thin dark fellow or a red chunky one? Thin dark one. Ah, that's Kelly. No use talking to that, Lux. Time's up, lady. I'll let it stay another minute, can't you? You was held up 20 minutes by regulation. And regulation says she has to leave at 4 o'clock. I don't make the rules. Wait a minute. Can I have that stool? I want to sit down. Hey, look out, she's... She's fainting. Do something. Never mind, Baldy. I got her. Kelly, I wanted to drink some water. Hey, let me out to help you, Kelly. I want to hold her just once. Just once, Kelly. No, that's final. Here comes Kelly now. Hold his wife, huh? Let me take a look at it. Hmm. Take her down to the infirmary, Kelly. Tip of water, Mrs. Brown. Baldy. Baldy? Where are you? Hey, let me touch her face. Let me hold her hand, Healy. Bring her closer. Hold that stool, Kelly. Let's change that you're clumsy. Careful now. Comfortable, Mrs. Frump? Yes, thank you. I'm I'm so sorry I caused this excitement. Your hands cold, Hannah. So the world without you, Baldy. So dark. You're going out again, boss. Pick her up, Kelly, and take her to Doc Miller's office. I'll be there in a minute. Why didn't you take her instead of him? Because I wanted to talk to you. You know all that I'll ever tell you. But I'm telling you something, Baldy. Maybe you've guessed it. About Hannah? Or what do you know? She's paying the penalty of loving a guy like you. Malnutrition, worry, broken pride. Oh, I lied to her, but, yeah, but I love her, Healy. And you're going to lose her. All I can say is that a crook like you don't deserve the loyalty of a woman like that. You've been saying that for eight years. And never meant it more than I do tonight. Well, she didn't say nothing to me about being sick. Just, just coughed a lot. She's always had a cough. Why, well, she... Good night, Baldy. 
Well, what about her? You ain't going to leave her. I'll see she gets home. Warden's wife will take her. Thanks, Healy. Save it. No, I mean, uh, listen, Healy. I know where you can get some money. What kind of money? Dirty money. There ain't no other kind. If you're squealing, tell it to the warden. I'm not going to put my finger on anyone. No, I buried 2,000 bucks once. Why don't you tell the warden? Because I, I want her to get it. And I want you to get yours back. Mine? Mine? What? Who told you? I might not be grateful, Healy, but I ain't stupid. I know what you've been doing for her. Can't figure out your angle exactly. What angle do you want? You're lucky, Baldy, to have a woman like that love you. I never had that luck. I guess that's reason enough. Crooks like me get some breaks, don't we? Hey, hey, what's... But the break's going against you now. She ain't going home after all. Well, Healy, hey, do something. Hey, get me out of here. Don't let her die alone. Help me, Healy. We'll do all we can, Baldy. Eight years dying by inches. Uh, Healy, please. Uh, Shut up in there! Hey, what's the matter with Baldy, Healy? Stop crazy. Never mind and stop cursing at him, no matter what he says. Understand that, Kelly? Healy, how was she this morning? I ain't slept a wink all night, thinking and thinking. Brand? Well, I've heard some terrible cutthroats sing Mother McCree like they meant it. I mean it. Every word. How is she? Warden's wife just got back from the hospital. She's resting comfortable. But her lungs are eating out. You knew that, Baldy, didn't you? No. No, I didn't. Well, she, she never told me any of her troubles. All she talked about was me and, and what we do when I got out. Hey, I can't stand it when I think of Hannah dying alone. Well, she had good people better than mine. Where are they... Why can't they help her? You can answer that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can. She's too proud to tell them, and they're too stuck up to come nearer. I, I can't stand it, Healy. I, I can't. I, I'll go crazy. I'll batter my brains out against the wall. I mean it. I... Stop it, you fool. Come on, wake up, Baldy. <coughs> shouldn't have left your gun so handy, mister. Hand over the keys. I'm leaving for a few days. Give me that gun, Baldy. You can't help her that way. Leave that to me. If you won't go after that money, I'll get it myself. The keys, my friend. Give me the gun. Sorry, Healy. You're the last guy that I wanted to hit, but you asked for it. Thanks for the keys. Might have handed them over in the first place and saved your face. So long, Healy. <laughs> Gone, Healy. Ain't seen you out of uniform since you was Godfather at my Jimmy's Christmas. Over to the hospital, there, same as his prom. Hey, Baldy's no fool. He won't be hanging around there. I don't know about that hospital. Just called. And is the prom worse? No worse and no better. What'd they call? Messenger just brought a thousand bucks in small bills and a note signed by Baldy. He's got his nerve, ain't he? Imagine that, a thousand bucks. You want to drive me over to the hospital? <laughs> Can't see so well with these bruised eyes. Sure. Holy Christ, boy. You'll never charm the nurses with that red tomato and pair of peepers. Never mind the comments. Get the car. And remember, no sirens blowing when we pull through town. This is a sick call, not a crook chase. How's Baldy? Oh, he's fine. Fine. Sends his love. You've been so kind. Ah, nothing at all, Mrs. Frum. You're the brave one, the game one. That's not over while your heart is beating. Don't quit. He's turning. What happened to your face? Oh, slipped on a wet staircase. Clumsy, wasn't it? Will you excuse me, please? The doctor would like to see you. Don't stay more than a minute. How long will they keep going? A long time waiting and waiting. No one can tell me time is a racehorse. Oh, 
count of the days. Oh, it won't be long. Three or four years, maybe, and he'll be up for parole. Oh, I'll be free. You don't know what freedom is till the law stops you from being with the man you love. Life hasn't been very kind to you, Mrs. Oh, you're Rose. wrong, you're wrong. Life gave me Baldy's love. And that adds up to more than anything I could say. That sounds sensible, doesn't it? <coughs> Better take it easy. I'll be gone. Wait a minute. Here's a letter from Baldy. The nurse wrote it for me. You can read it if you like. out of this hospital, Mr. Healy. Why? Because Baldy Frome is loose? Yes. The nurses are nervous. Word gets out about us having the wife of an escaped convict here. Every paying patient will be taken out. She won't be here long. You know that. You can't move her. And furthermore, she's no charity patient. I understand. You've been paying her way, and it's noble of you, Mr. Healy. But we have economics as well as human values to consider. You owe that dying woman all the care you can give her, and no other reasons count. She'll get all the consideration to which she's entitled. What will we do with the money that was delivered here this afternoon? Give it to the police. And then have a dozen newspaper men running in here? Notoriety, subpoenas, court testimony? I'm sorry we ever accepted this patient. Either you turn that money over to the police, or I'll inform the warden, and he'll do it for you. Dr. Kirvin speaking. Yes, Miss McIntyre? What? Oh, I see. Very well, Miss McIntyre. Call Dr. Burke. Get the certificate made out. Mrs. Crumb, she's dead? Yes, Mr. Healy. Well, that solves her problem. And yours, Doctor. But not mine. Wake up. Hey, shake yourself, Kelly. Take that cap off your eyes. Wake up. Hello, Haley. That's your own gun against your ribs. No arguments and tell me what you know. Baldy. You, huh? Where's Kelly? What'd you do to him? I slugged him and put him on the back of that van up there. Nothing wrong with him. Just gagged and tied. Got a little bump on his knob. Won't hurt his skull now. How'd you know I'd be here? I knew you'd come sooner or later. Been watching and waiting in that house over there. Did they get the money? Yeah. And where did you get it? For the hundredth time, none of your business. What are they going to do with it? Turn it over to the police. What else could they do with it? Well, I thought they could pay you back at least. I'm not asking for anything back. Here's a grand for you, Healy. Take it or I'll blow your head off. Just stop that kind of talk. Keep your stinking money. I didn't do it for you. You're crook and you know it. Ah, she was too good for you, Bully. She was? Yeah. She died last night. Anna's dead and me living? No. No, you, you're lying. Tell me you're lying or I'll shoot you. I never lied to you, Baldy. I've just phoned the warden's wife and she's making funeral arrangements right now. No. Did you see Hannah? Did she know I got away? What did she say? I saw her and spoke with her, but she didn't know that you spoiled everything, including my face. What did she say? Sent her love and a letter. Give it to me. Oh, no, you don't. Turn out the dash lights and read it to me. Very well. The envelope says, Richard E. Frome, Esquire. Hey, that ain't her handwriting. The nurse, Miss McIntyre, wrote it at your wife's dictation. Look at the signature. That look okay to you? Read it. I can tell by what she says. Starts, Dear Eagle of mine, I have wings for you. Yeah, that's her, all right. Read it. Stop pressing that gun against my ribs. That's better. He says, I have wings for you. The wings of hope. 
Sometime you'll be a free man again. Free to breathe the clear air. Free to go back to our little house. And even if there are strangers living there, you'll be free to walk by and you'll know that wherever you go, I'm with you. There are wings for an eagle and wings for a sparrow. And whenever you see a little bird flying near you, think of me, for I shall come as close to you as I can. Keep your eyes up, always, and hearken to the sound of wings. And do thank the believers thank you. May you go forward to a new day of freedom. That is my prayer. And my farewell. I love you all, Lee. Come on. Let's go back. Take your gun, Ely. You won't need any cuffs. Wings for an eagle and wings for a sparrow, too. Now the sparrow is free. But the eagle goes back to the cage, sweetheart. Talking crow? It doesn't make any difference what he thinks, Kelly. Don't you bother thinking about it either. That sparrow can keep all his brain occupied. I'm set. Well, I got enough to worry about. I got to go to sleep. Good morning, Baldy. Hey, good morning, nothing. Always snooping, ain't you? Whoever sneezed and scared Hannah, scared my bird away. She's gone. She won't come back until tomorrow. I'm sorry, Baldy. Get your parrot so you can get some back talk. Any parent you'd get would be smarter than you are. Only place I ever had privacy was in solitary. Anxious to go back there? For the pleasure of breaking your nose again? Certainly. It's a long time since you put that dent in my classic features. Yeah, I'm sorry, Willie. I don't hate you like I do with that lug Kelly. He's too dumb to be anything but a turnkey. He held Hannah that day like she was a rag doll. Hannah was a swell woman, Baldy. Too bad she never had a home and children. Too bad she wasted her life. Too bad, huh? Yeah, I know what you're thinking. That's right, but she didn't waste her life or love either. That's what I'm living on. The death sort of cracked your spirit, Baldy, didn't it? Yeah, yeah I guess it did. Now, don't let it get you, Baldy. You've been on your good behavior for two years now, and don't spoil it. But you gotta go easy on that sparrow chatter. It's all right to tame a bird with breadcrumbs, but don't get foolish about it, or you'll get a transfer upstate where they keep the cuckoo. Oh, I don't say that, Healy. I ain't nuts. Why, that bird is my Hannah. She said she'd come back to come for me, and she came. Well, you brought me the letter. You, you read it. You know. Uh, Healy, you understand. Yeah, I understand, Baldy. But don't let the warden hear that baby talk to a sparrow, or you'll be hobnobbing with Nero and Napoleon others up at the big house. Yeah, well, I, I won't talk out loud so they can hear me. What are you holding? What does it look like? A birdcage. A cage to keep Hannah with me, always. Oh, you're okay, Healy. Ain't none better. Warden's wife just got a new cage for a canary, so I asked for the old one. Warden's given you permission to keep the cage here as long as you behave yourself. Understand? Yeah, I understand, Healy. You can trust me. Too bad Kelly sneezed and scared the sparrow. You could have put the bird in the cage this morning. And, uh, here's a package of canary grub. Better than crumbs. And maybe it'll make the sparrow warble a note or two. Hey, ain't that a swell cage? A gilded palace. A double trapeze, too. And a drinking fountain. Oh, gosh, Hannah will be pleased tomorrow when she sees this. Oh, thanks again, Healy. I'm going to pay you for this sometime, somehow. Never mind the thanks, Baldy. Just don't pull any of your old tricks on me or I'll be back patrolling the river wall on half pay. Daylight again. Sun is touching Hannah's picture. She'll be here soon. 
And won't she be surprised? Won't she be glad to have a home here with me? Healy's right. Healy's regular. I wouldn't double cross him now for a million bucks. Yeah, they used to call me the eagle. <laughs> I'm just a turtle dove. Ain't no fight left in me now. Just leaning against time, waiting for the calendar to tumble over. Well, hello, sweetheart. Ah, I got a big surprise for you this morning. You'll be happy to see this little home I got for you. Yes, that's it. You remember you wanted a little house of your own and a garden? That was the big shot then. Yeah, the traveling salesman. Forgive my lying tongue for deceiving you like that when I was on the lamb after a big haul. Yeah, I'll never forget that look you had in your eyes when the bulls caught up with me. You wouldn't believe your man was Baldy Frome, who raided lofts and picked the combinations of the trickiest safes in the country. Uh, these fingers were smart then, sweetheart. <laughs> too smart. I could listen with them. I could see with them, too, as the tumblers and bolts slid into the combo. Yeah, then you had to know the truth. And it broke your heart, sweetheart, didn't it? Well, them was long years you waited there with shame and anguish, always fighting for me. I didn't deserve it, Hannah. But the eagle can't swoop no more. <laughs> Ain't that a laugh? And you're going to have a little home of your own right here where I can talk to you. Come now. Come on, get in there. Get on that perch and swing. Just as if you were in an apple tree. Yeah, apple now. There you are, sweetheart. Oh, no, no. You'll hurt yourself beating your wings against the wires. Easy now, easy. Calm yourself. You don't understand, Hannah. I only want you near me. Oh, see? You're exhausted. Maybe she's sick. Oh. Now I understand what you're trying to tell me. Now let me hold you close to my heart. And then I'll show you something. Ain't I done, though? Me in a steel cage trying to put you in a brass cage. A cage within a cage. He thought he was clever giving me that old wire prison for you. I'll show him. I'll stamp it flatter in a pancake. You you watch me. <laughs> there. Uh, you'll never take the liberty of another bird. <laughs> and this jail ain't going to hold me either. I know my way over that wall. Right up the rain gutter over the warden's office. Just wait till Healy comes back with that sap sister stuff. Holier than now, Chattel, about being a trusty. <laughs> hey, there he comes now. Quickly, sweetheart. I'll never put you in the Morning, Baldy. How's the bird like to skate? Oh, ain't uh, ain't showed up yet, Healy. I can hardly wait. Hey, she ought to be here soon. I couldn't sleep last night thinking about that cage and how swell you were to give it to me. Uh, you're different from the rest of the mugs, Healy. You treat me like a man, not like a dog. There was a time when you deserved to be treated worse than a dog, Baldy. But I often thought you were made up better and stuff than the crooks we get. They don't suffer in their souls because they ain't got nothing to suffer with. Their souls are dead. But you got something left, Baldy. At least I think so. Well, it's nice of you to say that, Healy, after the way I battered your nose. Well, you sure knocked out all of my Hollywood ambitions, didn't you? But bygones are bygones, and I don't hold no grudges. Hey, where's the cage? And uh, my cot. Uh, going to surprise Hannah when she comes. How'd you ever get it under there? Easy. Take a look for yourself. Hey, it's all smacked. And so's your nose, Healy. <coughs> now I'll have your keys, Mr. Healy, and that jet feels nice and cold again. But it'll speak hard lick if they come after me. Sorry to bust your pretty face again, Healy. You thought my spirit was broken. You thought I was hammered back into shape for society, eh? Well, society is going to pay me plenty for these ten years. It almost broke me, but not quite. Your funny little case that brought me back to my senses. Come on, Healy. You were kind of decent at that. You meant well, but the eagle is on the wing again. So long. Oh. Yeah, take that, Kelly, you lugs. I owed you that for a long time. Come on, Hannah. We're off for liberty. Help! Help! All these loose! Come back here, you fool. You've spoiled it all. What way did you go? 
Wasn't it, Hannah? Right up the wall like a squirrel. Now you hold tight because we're going to take a long jump and roll in them cinders. Here we go. That old siren is telling the world that me and you are making a break. Yeah, goodbye, Cage. to you. Doesn't it look better from the outside? Ankle. I could only run instead of crawling like this. They can't see me. Not back at this brush. Now, with that big rock by the river, then we swim for it, Anna. They see us, Anna. They're shooting from the wall. We've got to keep low. Wait, I'll shoot it out with them. <laughs> Look at them ducks. Yeah, all but Healy. He's still aiming at me. Hey, you better keep your head down, Healy. It's a mess anyway. <laughs> I can see the blood dripping down his chin. Looks as if a horse had stepped on his face. <laughs> yeah, Healy's still there. <laughs> well, I guess I missed. I didn't want to hit him anyway. Come on now. Let's run for that rock. <laughs> I just one more step. <laughs> Check me, Hannah. I hit so hurt bad. All these wings are broken, Hannah. Better be careful, Billy. All these full of tricks. He might putt someone while playing putt. I will trust him till he's in quick line. Look, Sheely. There he is, down there by the rock. Shot in the back. Sorry it had to be me, Baldy. Sorry, are you? You're the cross of your job, and you're sorry. You got a shanty on my eye, and your nose is pushed around like a boat rudder, and you're sorry. I wish I shot the louse. He's dying. Let me open his chest. Look, Kelly, he's opening his eyes. He's trying to speak. Sorry, I mucked you up, Healy. I'm glad it's all over. Hannah, take me home. So long, Healy. No more cages. No more. No more watching the shadows on the wall. No <laughs> more bother for you, Healy. No more. Hold on, Baldy. Look. There goes that sparrow. Baldy had it in his shirt. God be merciful. What are you doing there, Kelly? Throwing a bead on that sparrow? Bet I could bring it down. Put down that gun or I'll break your skull. Okay, okay. Stand here till the other boys come. I'm going to the foot of the wall. I still believe I could get that bird. Miss. Tonight, the Columbia Workshop has presented Wings for an Eagle by A.M. Sullivan, starring Donald Cook. The broadcast was directed by Mark Loeb and Alexander Semler, composed and conducted the music. Next Sunday at the same time, Earl McGill will direct Roadside by Lynn Riggs, a comedy of pioneer days in Oklahoma, adapted by Alan M. Fishburne.
This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Lifebuoy Health Soap presents Big Town. Extra, extra heroes about blind justice. Steve Wilson's headline story brought to you by Lifebuoy Health Soap. Used in the homes of 40 million Americans. Extra, extra. Yes, Lifebuoy Health Soap presents Big Town, the headline stories of a great city, dramatically reported by Steve Wilson, fighting managing editor, whose creed, as with all great newspaper men, is emblazoned on the masthead of the Illustrated Press. The power and the freedom of the press is a flaming sword, but it may be a servant of all the people. Use it justly, hold it high, and guard it well. Now, Big Town and tonight's headline story of Blind Justice. The spirit of justice is personified in the figure of a woman, blindfold, armed with a sword of authority and holding high the finely balanced scales of right and wrong. And Steve Wilson's story for tonight deals with just such a measure of good and evil and had its beginning in an unpretentious house in a residential section of Big Town. Just a minute, please. I'm coming. Hi, lady. Oh, oh, just a minute. I'll switch on the porch light for you. Never mind turning on the light, lady. Where's Mike Barton? In the parlor. Please come in. No, thanks. Get him out here on the porch. Who is it, Anna? A man to see you, Mike. He won't come in. Well, who'd be wanting to see me at this time of night? Hi, Barton. Oh, Anna? Yes, Mike. What's wrong? Go in the parlor, Anna. Go in the parlor and close the door. Oh, Mike. Not more trouble. Not more trouble, Mike. Anna. Please go in the parlor and close the door. All right, Mike. Don't let him make you lose your temper and do something you'll regret. That's good advice, Barton. Who's the dame, your wife? No, my sister. And I'll thank you not to be calling her a dame. Okay, okay, Barton. Pull in your horns and listen to what i got to tell you. If you're from that chiseling outfit run by Knuckles Malone, I'll have none of your threats. The big man's tired of sending little boys out to threaten you, Barton. Then what have you come out here for? To make with the last proposition. Proposition, is it? Yeah. I'll hire none of Malone's cutthroats on any construction job I'm farming them. And I'll not kick back any part of their pay to the likes of him, and you can tell him that. That's your last word, Barton? It's me very last word. You said it. You said it. Steve Wilson, Illustrated Press. Steve, the Lorelei, your favorite crime reporter. Your hunch was right on that Mike Barton murder out here in Willowdale. Good grief. The same Mike Barton who was beaten up by hoodlums here in Big Town last month, Lorelei? Yes, yeah, Steve. He was another construction foreman. Well, that could mean Knuckles Malone and his building trades racket. Yes, but try and prove it. There are no witnesses to the shooting who can identify the killer. What about Barton's sister? Our local correspondent phoned. She was in the house at the time of the shooting. He didn't have all the facts, Steve, and I'd rather not give them to you over the phone. Could you come out here before you make a move to pin this murder on Malone? Of course, if you think it's important. I think it's very important, Steve, but I uh, can't explain on the phone. Make it as quick as you can. Okay, Laura, what's the address? The last and only house on Willow Lane. And please hurry. We'll we'll find it. I'll pick up Harry the Hack and be out there on the double. Say it, Harry. How come we are hightailing it way out here into the sticks, practically? Well, Miss Kilburn has run into something on the killing of a construction foreman who lived out here, Harry. Uh-oh. Uh, watch for a turn into Willow Lane. Should be along here on the right. Jack, boss. 
Here it is. Oh, good. Loyal, I phoned. It was the house at the end of this lane. It looks like it's the only house which makes it a somewhat underdeveloped overdevelopment, if you get what I mean. Yes. No wonder the local police couldn't find a single witness to the murder. And the lane, boss. And uh, there's the house right under the trees. Well, this must be it, Harry. There's Lorelei's press car standing in the drive. Hey, you want for me to wait or haul back to big town? You better wait a few minutes, Harry. I'm sure there's a big town angle on this killing, and I may need you to help check on it. Okay, boss. Me and old Bess will be ready and rearing to go to say nothing of my trusty monkey wrench. Good. I'll be out in a few minutes. Huh. Strange, the local police haven't left a man here to guard the house. That you, Steve? Oh, yes, Lorelai. Where's the local law? They've taken Barton's body to headquarters and seem to think there's nothing more to do here. Come on in and I'll explain why I called you. As I gathered, you couldn't talk over the phone. I didn't want to frighten Mike Barton's sister, Steve. Good grief. Did the police leave her here alone in this isolated house, knowing she's the only witness to a brutal gang slaying? Yes, but you'll see why in a moment. But I think we should get her out of here. Oh, definitely. And I can't understand the police leaving her unguarded if there's the slightest chance of her being able to identify the killer, Loyola. That's why, Steve. She can't identify the man who came to see Mike Barton and shot him to death on his own doorstep. But over the phone, you said she opened the door, spoke to the man before her brother came out and asked her to go in the parlor. Yes, Steve, but the catch is she... Miss Gilburn, is that your Mr. Wilson? Uh, Yes, Miss Barton. Now you'll get what I mean, Steve. Won't you ask him to come into the parlor? Uh, in just a minute. Uh, would you mind getting your things and, and being ready to go? Must I go, Miss Kilburn? I, I haven't been out of this house in many years. Is it really necessary? Well, just for a few days, Miss Barton, until we can locate your other relatives. Will I, will I be able to come back for poor Mike's funeral? Yes, of course. And now, if you'll just get your things, you can tell Mr. Wilson your story on the way to Big Town. All right, Miss Kilburn, I'll go get me things. Good heavens, Laura. Blind? Yes, Steve. Completely blind. We know it, and the police know she can't possibly identify her brother's killer, but... Yes, I didn't realize it at first. She doesn't look or act blind. And that's why I think we ought to get her out of here, Steve. Yes, she fooled me for a minute, and the killer may think she can identify him. Try to silence her if we get too close to the truth in trying to link Barton's murder to Knuckles Malone and his building trade racket. Exactly. And I think we'd better get her to a safe place before we go after Malone. Yes, Lorelai, your apartment couldn't be a better place. Uh, couldn't Harry take her there in his cab? No, I want Harry to watch this house for the next few hours. Well, I try to stir up a hornet's nest in Big Town. What about me? I want you to stay with Miss Barton until I can give Knuckles Malone enough rope to hang himself for this crime. Thus, Steve takes steps to protect the innocent before setting a trap for the guilty. And in a moment, we'll return for the swift-moving developments. Extra, extra, hero about it. Doctors make amazing reports. Hero about it. Yes, leading doctors have proved it. Life Boy Health Soap gets skin cleaner. Life Boy. Get skin cleaner. So refreshing. Get skin cleaner. Life Boy. Get skin cleaner. It's milder too. Doctors proved it. Life Boy with its purifying ingredient. Get skin cleaner. Yes, get skin cleaner. Stops B.O. too. As no other leading soap can do. Yes, it's a fact. Doctors proved it. Life Boy with its purifying ingredient gets skin cleaner in your daily bath. Cleaner than any other leading soap. The cleaner you get your skin, these doctors found, the safer you are from B.O. Doctors compared the effects of daily baths with different soaps in 820 scientific tests. These tests prove Life Boy gets skin cleaner, stops B.O. as no other leading soap can. Refreshing, mild. Life Boy gets skin cleaner. Get Life Boy right away. <laughs> Now, back to Big Town and Steve Wilson's timely and ironic story of blind justice. Fearing the racketeers behind the brutal gang killing of a construction foreman may not know the only possible witness against them is their victim's blind sister, Lorelei has taken Anna Barton to her apartment for safety, while Steve sets a trap for the killers. 
But meanwhile, in the warehouse offices of the so-called Big Town Supply Company... Yeah, yeah, come in. All right, Knuckles. Then he says you want to see me. I'll see I do. Where you been all night? Showing myself around the spots in case anybody starts asking about the blood out of that button dope. You're the dope. Take a look at this story in the early edition of the Illustrated Press. So what? Ain't that racket-busting Wilson been trying to pin something on you for months? Yeah. Yeah, and maybe this time he's got a chance. How come? Read the story, you dope. Or maybe you're so dumb you can't read. Give me that rag. Now listen to this. Mike Barton's sister opened the door and the killer asked to see her brother, who came to the door, sent his sister into the parlor, and a moment later was shot to death. All right, so what? Look, she didn't turn on the light, and I had my coat collar turned up, my hat pulled down. I tell you, the dame never got a good look at. Maybe good enough for the cops to pick you up for her to identify. Well, there ain't no description there in the now, paper. Now, listen, stupid. The cops don't hand out everything they've got. And that guy, Wilson, don't print everything he knows. All right, all right. How about me blowing south for a while till Wilson and the cops get tired chasing themselves around in circles? Like nothing. You're going to clean this thing up. How? You're going to get hold of that Barton dame and shut her mouth. Now. Tonight. Hey, now, wait a minute, Knuckles. That dump in Willowdale's liable to be crawling with cops. You get back out there and case the layout. Watch for a chance to throw a slug through a window and get that lippy dame. Well, suppose I get picked up. Well, if you get picked up, you take the rap. And you try tying me to Barton's rub-out, and your old lady and your whole crummy family will end up in the drink. Now get out of here and clam that dame. Yeah, yeah, come in. Hello, Malone. Wilson, what do you want? I just happened to be passing your warehouse, saw a light here in your office, and thought I'd drop in and see what's giving you insomnia. Oh, yeah? Yes. You mind if I sit down? Yeah, I do mind. Beat it, Wilson. Go peddle your lousy illustrated press. Well, the news we print takes care of that. I see you have a copy of our early edition... You find anything interesting? Yeah, the comics. You and them hand me a laugh. I wonder if you laugh when they strap you in the chair. Now listen, Wilson. You and your paper been trying to pin a racket rap on me for months, and I'm warning you, lay off. How many times does the rattlesnake rattle before he strikes? One of these days you're going to find out if you don't lay off me and my company. Oh, yes, that's right. You're a company, not a gang. Yeah. Knuckles Malone, president. Ginny Lawson, treasurer in charge of shakedowns. JoJo, secretary of kickbacks on material. A sales force of sluggers and muggers and general manager of... Now listen, Wilson, you print that... And you can sue the Illustrated Press. Now don't you take your cases to court. Only to the morgue, like the body of Mike Barton. Barton? Yes, Mike Barton. What do you think you've got, Wilson? Well, frankly, what I think I have isn't half as important as what you think I might have. Well, you ain't got a thing, or you wouldn't have come here without your pal Callahan, a homicide. Well, if that's a comforting thought, make the most of it. Get out of here, Wilson. You ain't needling me into nothing. What's the matter, Malone? Are you worried about this rub-out after so many others? Worried about that witness who talked to your trigger boy? I got nothing to worry about. I got plenty alibis. Well, then relax. We're watching that phone on your desk as if you expect it to ring any minute. Beat it, Wilson. Beat it, or so help me out. bluffing, Knuckles. I know all about you. You haven't used your fists on anyone since you cracked your knuckles, broke your hands on another foreman who wouldn't play your dirty game years ago. Don't count on that, Wilson. All right, start swinging. Now, look. I think I'd almost be willing to break my hands on you. (laughs) No, 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 Wilson. You don't needle me into no assault rap. I wouldn't be interested in anything that wouldn't put you away for life. Well, keep after me and maybe you'll get it. You better answer your phone, Knuckles. Maybe important. This is your big night. Yeah. Maybe it's your big night. Yeah. Knuckles, it's me, Trey. Yeah. The Barton Dame's courthouse is closed up. You sure? Sure, I'm sure. And I got a notion the cops have 
got her a nice and I better laugh. I got a notion they ain't. And I got another notion. You better come back here and help me find out where that dame is. How are we going to do that? I got a guy right here in the office who talks like he knows something, and he's going to tell us. What you got? That newspaper guy, Wilson. And I've got the notion he's crossing his cop pals for a scoop and knows where the Barton dame's hiding. If he ain't actually hit her himself. What if he won't talk? Well, if he ain't talked by the time you get here, we'll learn him how. Get here and bring a blackjack. Sorry, Malone. I don't think I care to wait for the treatment. Hold it, Wilson. Hold it and sit down. Oh. So now we come to guns. Yeah. My knuckles may be busted, but my trigger finger is just itching to let you have a load of lead. That wouldn't help you find Anna Barton? No. But if you haven't spilled where you've got her, before Trigg and his blackjack get here, you're going to get a beating maybe you won't live to remember. Miss Kilburn... Miss Kilburn? Oh, oh, Miss Barton. Try to get some sleep. It's three o'clock. Oh, I can't sleep, Miss Kilburn. I'm thinking about poor Mike and worrying about you and your nice Mr. Wilson. You've been so kind to let me stay here in your apartment. Well, I'm glad you're here and not in that isolated house, but don't worry about Steve Wilson, Miss Barton. He can take care of himself. So, don't worry. Huh? But you're worried. I heard you out here in the living room, pacing up and down. You're mighty fond of him, aren't you? Yes. Doggone it. Oh, that may be Steve. Steve? Sorry, Miss oh. Kilburn. It's only me, Harry the Hat. Oh, Harry, well, have you heard from Steve? No, I ain't, Miss Kilburn, but I got something you ought to know. He went to quick. see Knuckles Malone in the hope of needling him into showing his hand in this Barton killing. Holy moly, maybe he's in the middle of something. Well, what makes you think so, Harry? Well, of course, I hung around that Barton guy's house in Willowdale like the boss said to do, see? Mm -hmm. And about an hour ago, a car stopped in the lane mm -hmm. and a guy cased the place and hauled to Big Town with me and Judicious Bicew. Where'd the man go in Big Town, well, Harry? That, that is the fly in the ointment, Miss Kilpine. He hightailed it straight for that supply house on South Street that Malone uses as a front for his shakedown rackets. Good heavens, and Steve may be there right now. Uh, where are you, Harry? Phone it from an all-night dog wagon about a block from the warehouse. Harry, cruise around and see if my press car is parked in the neighborhood. Steve took it after he dropped Miss Barton and me here at my place. Okay, Miss Kilpine. If I find a press car, we'll know the boss is probably in a warehouse and in a jam, which will require some assistance of a knocker-knocker nature. No, now, wait a minute, Harry. Please don't crash into that rat's nest just armed with a monkey wrench. I'm calling Inspector Callahan, and I'll be down there on the double. <laughs> You slug. Where you got that Barton dame? Come on, Wilson, talk. Spill it or I'll stop you, silly. No, go ahead. Hold it, Trigg. Give him a minute to think it over. Rest your arm. Don't worry, Knuckles. I can keep swinging on this slug all night. I said hold it a minute. Alison Wilson. I'm strapped to this chair. Don't have much choice. I'll make a deal with you. I'm listening. But if you're still offering your lip-chewing gunsel as the rap boy in the Barton killing, it's no go. What's that? What's that double play? Don't be a dope, Trig. He's trying to cross us up. Sounds like you've been trying it on me. Well, what do you expect? What's the deal, Knuckles? Relax, Trig. I was just going to give this dope a chance to get out of this jam alive. But since he's tried to cross us up, I changed my mind. Go ahead and beat it out of him. He's good, but he can't take much more. Okay. But don't get no ideas of selling me out, Knuckles. All right, straighten them up in that chair and let me go to work. What? Lay off it, a boss, you sap slinging slug! Oh, Thanks, but watch it, Harry. Malone has a gun. Yeah, Hacky. You swing that wrench on me and I'll tear you open with every slug in this rod. Uh-oh. Sorry, boss. I guess I picked the wrong pigeon feist. It was a nice try, Harry, but don't risk a repeat performance on Malone. You better drop the wrench. Oh, no. Wait a minute, Hacky. 
You knocked out my boy just when I needed him to do a little beating job on Wilson. Mister, you are positively breaking our hearts, is he not, boss? Lay off the gags and listen to me, Hecky. Well, go ahead and talk, Malone. Mr. Wilson and me has got more time to spare than you got. Meaning what? Meaning Harry trails your stupid gunsel here and doesn't make a habit of crashing rat's nest without inviting the police in for the showdown. Check and double check. Well, in that case, we ain't got much time, so you're taking my boy's place. Now get to work on Wilson with that monkey wrench you're so handy with. Go on, Hacky. Slug him until he talks. <laughs> Thus, Steve and Harry are caught in a murderous cover-up. In a moment, we'll come to the exciting climax of tonight's story, brought to you by Lifebuoy Health Soap. Doctors have proved it. Yes, doctors have proved it. Not just once, but time after time in 820 scientific tests. Here is the news. Lifebuoy Health Soap, with its purifying ingredient, gets skin cleaner in your daily bath. Cleaner than any other leading soap. The cleaner you get your skin, these doctors found the safer you are from B.O. So be on guard. Life Boy gets skin cleaner than any other leading soap. Gives lasting after-bath protection 24 hours a day. So bathe daily with Life Boy. Refreshing, mild. Life Boy gets skin cleaner. Get Life Boy right away. Now back to Big Town. And to Steve Wilson and Harry the Hack as they face a showdown with a killer in tonight's story of Blind Justice. Go on, Hacky. Work on Wilson with that monkey wrench until he talks. Well, look, Malone, if you will leave me a loose date, I... You better go ahead, Harry. Malone is getting nervous. He's uh, listening for the sound of a squad car siren. Oh, uh, yeah? Well, I still got a notion you crossed your cop's pals on this deal to get a scoop for your lousy illustrated press, Wilson. Well, that same notion has sent smarter killers than you and your guns will trig to the chair. Clam up, Wilson. I only want one thing out of you. Where's that Barton dame that can identify Trigg as the guy that knocked off her brother? Suppose I told you Anna Barton never saw your gun boy. Don't give me that. She opened the door. She talked to the dope. Even so, suppose I told you Anna Barton wasn't able to give one single solitary clue as to the identity of the man who murdered her brother. I'd say you're a liar and I'm going to get the truth out of you. Go on, Hacky. Start marking Wilson up with that monkey wrench. Well, look him, Malone, as I was about to elucidate. One conk with this noggin knocker and nobody talks for hours. For example, your guns are laying over there on the floor like a soiled mackerel. If you knock Wilson out before he spills where he's got that Barton dame hid, I'll chop you up with this rod. Go on, Harry. Can't be much worse than Trick's blackjack. Oh, look, boss. Why don't you tell him where the lady is? By now, Miss Kilpain has got to inspect the Callahan, and Malone has got about as much chance of getting out of this stump as a, a fly has getting out of a barrel of molasses. Quit stalling. Quit bluffing. Come on. Start swinging, Hacky. Go on, Harry. Wait a minute, Harry. What? The, who's the dame, Wilson? Laura, why didn't you stay out of here? Sorry, Steve. I thought I'd better come in with that stitch in time to save you boys nine. And try to convince Mr. Malone that Inspector Callahan and his homicide squad are in the process of covering every rat hole in this warehouse. Don't give me that. Callahan wouldn't have let no dame walk in here alone. Who are you, sister? Not your sister, thank heavens. And I didn't wait for Inspector Callahan's permission to come in here. You hadn't ordered done it, Miss Kilpine. This Malone character's got a strictly one-track mind and thinks that gun in his mitt is a magic wand. And it's going to get me out of here, and this dame is just what the doctor ordered. All right, come on, Kilburn. Unstrap Wilson, and we're going out the back way to a place where he can tell me all about that Barton dame without his pal Callahan busting in. Hey, what, what about your gun boy? We going to leave him here for Callahan? No. You knocked him out, so you're going to carry him. Go on, Kilburn. Take the straps off of Wilson. All right. Are you badly hurt, Steve? Can you walk? Yes, I can manage. Hit the floor when I get the word. Wait, Steve. Callahan's boys must be outside by now, closing in. I get away from him, Kilburn. Now get up and head for the door, Wilson. We're going down in the cellar and come out in the next block. Of course. 
Knuckles? Well, look who's coming out of the slug I give him. I must be slipping, boss. Get Trig on his feet, Hecky. Uh, no, wait a minute. Uh, let me take him, Harry. It'll be a pleasure, and he might be useful. <laughs> Who slugged me, Knuckles? Who slugged Come me? on, gun boy. On your feet. Let's go. Now you're getting smart, Wilson. And when we get where we're going, maybe you'll be smart enough to talk, huh? Eh? No, I think we better have this out right here. <laughs> Back of me, Lorelei. Dive, Harry. You tricky slug. Break away, Trick. I can't, Knuckles. Get away from in front of I him. I can't. Knuckles. He's all yours, Malone. Give me a piece of boss. Oh, Trick's out of the play, Harry. Hold Malone Let while I get the gun out of his hand. This will hold him. Nice swing, Harry. Thanks very much. Knuckles. Knuckles, get up, you slug. You got me in the stomach, you rat knock. What's that Trig character, Steve? He's got a gun in his shoulder holster, and he's calling for it. Yes, wait a minute, Trig. You need a doctor, not a gun. <laughs> Thanks very much. I think ballistics will show this is the weapon that killed Mike Barton. And to pin the crime on this murderous little rat and Malone who hired him to do it, the police won't need the testimony of Mike Barton's blind sister. Blind? Blind? You mean a... You mean the parking team was blind? That's right. Stone blind. Blind? She never saw me. <laughs> it's a laugh, eh? Couldn't have put the finger on me even if the cops picked me up. <laughs> blind, eh? Yes, Trig. Yours is the common case of the guilty fleeing when none could pursue. And blind justice being on the side of the victims of violence and greed. So ended, with the subsequent arrest and conviction of Knuckles Malone and his murderous gunsel, another exciting racket-smashing assignment of the newspaper career of Steve Wilson and his staff of the Illustrated Press. Now, before hearing about next week's story, here's Steve Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Steve Wilson, and it's great to be back. I speak for all of us on the Illustrated Press and for Big Town. We're proud to be on this splendid network, proud to be associated with one of America's great concerns, Lieber Brothers Company. And in particular, it's very fine product, Life Boy Health Soap. I believe in Life Boy. I've seen the proof of its superiority with my own eyes. It's used in the homes of 40 million Americans. I can say personally and emphatically that if there are any in our audience who do not use Life Boy health soap, there's something wonderful in store for them when they try it. We're all looking forward to a grand season. We appreciate very much your welcome back into your homes this evening. And so thank you and good night. <laughs> Next week, the makers of Life Boy bring you a hard-hitting story entitled Final Payment, another exciting assignment in the newspaper career of fighting Steve Wilson of Big Town. Don't miss it. In tonight's dramatization, all names, times, and places are fictional, and any similarity to other names and places is purely coincidental. Big Town features Edward Pauley as Steve Wilson, Fran Carlin as Lorelei Kilborn, and was written and directed by Jerry McGill. And now... Big Town bids you good night until next Tuesday night, same time, same station, when you'll hear the newsboy calling. Extra, extra hero about it. The story of Steve Wilson and Big Town, brought to you by Life Boy Health Soap, another fine lever product. Extra, extra. <laughs> This is Bernard Dudley. My wife says this. Nothing compares with New Rinso. New Rinso with Solium gets white clothes whiter than new and washable colors even brighter than brand new. And even on rainy days, even when clothes are dried indoors, that wonderful New Rinso puts sunshine in your wash. Your wash comes brighter than you've ever seen it. Only New Rinso contains Solium, the amazing new scientific sunlight ingredient. Try safe, soapy rich New Rinso next wash day. See why my wife says, nothing compares with Rinso.
That's going to do it for the Relic Radio Show for this week. If you want to find more from the Columbia Workshop, Big Town, past episodes of the Relic Radio Show, all the other podcasts, and thousands of other old-time radio episodes, just visit the website at relicradio.com. You'll find our Shoutcast stream there as well, and you can donate through the website if you'd like to help support it. Visit donate.relicradio.com. We've got some downloadable sets for certain donation amounts, though any amount is always appreciated and helpful. Thank you very much to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me today. I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Case Closed and next Tuesday with another hour of the Relic Radio Show.